Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. You know, there's plenty of opportunity to get involved as a leader <clears throat> with ways to help all over the world. There's a chance to volunteer, to travel to another country, to be a missionary. You could, you could join the Peace Corps. You could join the military. You could, you could do all kinds of things to help to change the world. But the truth is, according to Dr. Jordan Peterson and the admiral who gave the commencement speech that everybody's seen on social media, <clears throat> it all really begins in your bedroom. Leadership begins in your bedroom. That's what I want to talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and there's a whole lot of people who will give you a whole lot of advice on how to make an impact around the world, the kind of things you can get involved in. You could you can fight global warming by buying an electric car. You can you can fight against world poverty by eating less and eating bugs instead of real meat. You can <clears throat> you can even now eat lab-grown meat. You don't even have to eat the real cows or the real chickens. You can eat fake stuff. I mean, there's so many ways that you can contribute to the to the longevity of our earth and all the people on it. But the truth of the matter is, if you think about your influence, your impact in this world like the ripples in a pond. They all have something very, very, very similar in common. Now, you may have heard Jim Carrey say it. You may have heard Jordan Peterson say it. You may have heard the admiral who gave the commencement speech on social media. It's been all the rage. Uh, Goggins, is that his name, Goggins? Yeah, the Navy SEAL guy, the toughest man in the world. These guys all have the same thing to say, every one of them. In fact, I remember when my son was playing football in high school and they were trying to coach him for the position of linebacker. And before he started playing linebacker, he had played on the defensive line. And so there were a lot of times that the play would come off and during practice and they'd be talking about their assignments and their skills and who was supposed to go after whom, et cetera, et cetera. And he would often try to coach up the guys in front of him. And just because he knew the position and had played it before, he felt like he had some input into what they should be doing because he felt like if they did their role, that would make his job easier. But the team coach didn't think that was the case. And the defensive coordinator certainly didn't think that was the case. And the head coach absolutely didn't think that was the case. In fact, they all told him the same thing, Jim Carrey <clears throat> and Jordan Peterson and the Admiral have told people for decades. You ready for this one? This is a leadership principle that most leaders miss. You do you, boo. You take care of your assignment. If you as a leader will do what you are responsible for first, everybody else's stuff seems to fall in line. Everybody wants to have the impact of the largest ripple in the pond. We, we look at that one ring that tends to touch all of the edges of the pool, so to speak, that, that one concentric circle that covers every other concentric circle. When you're watching the rain first start to drop into the pond or the swimming pool, that, that first drop that hits, you see the little ring right where it hits and the little splash as it comes up, it looks like a crown. And then 
the percussion, if you will, continues to radiate out and the next ring's a little bigger and the next one's a little bigger and the next one's a little bigger. And if the splash is big enough, if, if the impact that that droplet or that rock or that stone makes into the water, eventually the largest ring will touch all sides. Now, globally, that usually starts as an earthquake when it becomes a tsunami. And the impact of that largest ring as it reaches the shore can cause waves to crest hundreds of feet high, taller than buildings. And that's what every leader thinks, that's what I wanna do. I wanna have that kind of, that magnitude of impact. I wanna be a giant seawall of water influencing people, pushing change, changing the world, bringing transformation to communities I've never visited. That's the kind of change I wanna bring. But all of those started in one spot called the epicenter. Now, when you think about your leadership circles, you think about the influence that you have, you think about the people whose lives you impact <clears throat> on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, a regular basis. And I think you're gonna find that the one individual with whom you have the most influence, the one person who you can directly impact their behavior, their thought processes, their attitude, even their outcomes. That one person is you. If you start with you, everything changes. And I believe that's why all of them kind of go back to the same thing. I remember Jordan Peterson in a lecture at a university. Somebody asked the question during the Q&A time, how can we make the biggest impact in the world? They were like 24. And he said, if I followed you home, would your room be clean? And they're like, well, what does that have to do with it? He said, look, if you can't clean your own room, what makes you think you have what it takes to clean up the world, to clean up the environment, to clean up homelessness, to clean up drug addictions, to clean up the abortion issue? How do you expect to tackle global decade-long problems if you can't tackle your bedroom? The Admiral said, and Goggins said, if you want to see that your day goes right, get out of bed and then make it. Most people struggle with getting out of bed. Their leadership ends at the floor when their feet hit it because they're not even in control of their own life, their own thought life, their own processes, their own behavior, their own attitudes. They're out of control from the time the shower comes on until they climb back in bed again. But they want to rule everybody else's life. They want to tell everybody else how to live, but they can't live up to the standards they set for themselves. It's sad many of them become politicians. It's sad that many of them become our, our world leaders. It's sad that many of them have this platform of a global voice through various tools of social media. Their life is a train wreck. Their marriage is a wreck. They're addicted to all kinds of stuff. They're having a really hard time getting from day one to day two but they wanna tell you how to live yours. Their carbon footprint is larger than most nations, but they tell you stop eating meat and drive electric cars. It's pretty amazing. But I think if we follow that simple principle, you take care of your space. If you'll take care of what you're responsible for, if you will tend to your assignment, do the things that you're trained to do, do the things that you're responsible to do. If you will do those things, Perhaps you'll influence the person next to you, you ready for this? 
to do the same. See, this Western society, this Western civilization that we have cherished for 200 years, it has a unique feature to it. That unique feature is not just the rugged individualism of, of self-determination. It's not just the ability to decide for ourselves how we're going to live our lives and be free to do that. It's more than that. It's the genuinely contagious nature of self-determined people who are willing to take responsibility for themselves, to work within the realm of their own circle, to do what needs to be done in their life. See, when, when you as a leader take care of your responsibilities, your assignment, the things within your control, <clears throat> and you influence the people around you to do the same, suddenly everybody's realm of responsibility is taken care of. You take care of your space, I take care of my space. We never have to worry about cleaning the whole house. If you take care of your room and I take care of my room, it should be pretty easy. And yet that's not what we see in the way that even education is impacting young people today. They've learned to be radical activists leaving the house to tell everyone else, go clean up my room. I can't believe you left my room such a mess. I remember a story, I've used it many times. I read it in a book, but I've experienced it myself as well. When the toddler comes in and says, somebody pooped my pants. Well, who do you reckon that is? Who's in control of your pants? Who's in charge of your pants? Who's responsible for your pants? They're your pants. That's your bottom. That's your poo-poo. You deal with it. And there's a certain point in life that a leader has to reach that level of maturity to go, that crap is mine. That's my problem. The smell, I did that. I'm going to have to take care of that. And if we can't be mature enough as individual leaders to take responsibility for ourselves, then the people around us are not going to learn to be mature enough to take care of the problems themselves. And that really is the challenge that we're seeing in our societies. Western society on a global level has the same problem. Everybody wants to blame the issue on others. Everybody wants to bring it to the forefront that we have this global pandemic of whatever. And whatever that is that we're all plagued with, it started somewhere. But if you as the leader have the opportunity, and you do, to take care of the things that you're assigned to, that you're responsible for, that only you can do. If you will do that and influence the people around you to do the same, then amongst us all, taking care of our own responsibilities and not expecting somebody else to do so, we will find that the world has become a better place. Many of the problems of literacy, many of the problems of literacy or illiteracy, I can't even say the word, much less read it. Many of the problems of drug addictions and prison and crime and violence, many of the problems that we face in this world stem from the fact that no one has influenced people to be responsible for themselves, responsible for their own outcomes, their own attitudes, their own actions, their own behaviors. And so they jump out of bed in the morning, barely getting a handle on the day. They don't turn around to make their bed and take responsibility for the space they're responsible for. They don't clean up their room. They don't launch into their day knowing that they've had the discipline 
to care for what only they can care for. Instead, they'll go through most of their day blaming somebody else for their bed being unmade. Yeah, true story. Just look at the leadership around you these days and ask how many of these young people, without the influence of strong leaders, have the discipline, have the tendencies, have the habits to fend for themselves, to take care of themselves, to do on their own what must be done. If you as a leader are looking at the circle around you and you realize many of the people in your circle of influence couldn't make it on their own, probably time to ask yourself, could you? Have you done what's necessary for you to stand alone? Have you done what's necessary to get your space taken care of? If the answer is no, now's a really good time to start. If the answer is no, it's also a really good time to realize the impact that you have as the first stone to fall into the pond. Maybe you need to start a new trend in your circle of influence. Maybe you need to demonstrate a level of personal responsibility and personal accountability that goes along with that rugged individualism. The right to be myself, to come and go as I please, to do as I please, to live as I please, to think as I please, to speak as I please. Those are the rights that Western civilization has offered you. To maintain them, you must defend them. To defend them, you must honor them. To honor them, you better figure out how you're going to take care of you and stop blaming everybody else for the problems and the results of those problems. If you, as a leader, will take that responsibility on your own, you will be the first ripple in the pond. Be the first ripple. Or, I believe it was Gandhi who said, be the change you want to see in the world. It starts with you. It starts in your bedroom. When you get up in the morning, you put your feet on the ground, turn around and make your bed before you do anything else. Find that discipline to take care of the space you're responsible for first. And as you influence other people around you to do the same, we'll have a whole lot less global trouble that we have to solve together. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. Hi, my name is Christina Knowles, and I just got done taking Jay Lauren's Story Power Masterclass. It was amazing. I took away so much information. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed being formally trained in media many, many years ago is the call to action. I will use that with every speaking engagement and I'm so grateful that Lauren just um, spoke truth into his teachings and he is a true professional. And I know this might sound weird, but I've been taking certifications in different classes over the years and Lauren is not boring. I can't even believe I got here at nine and then the class went by so fast that I was like, it's time to go already. And I was shocked that it was time to go already. So it's an awesome class. You're going to enjoy it, I promise. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my...